100% look at your local chamber of commerce and find out what events are happening. That is your first step in getting into this process because most likely people in those groups are part of other groups. And that's where you start learning about what groups are important and what aren't. But I think that is the best advice I could give as a resource is to go to a chamber event, go to a couple, find out what it's like to be in that world and then learn from it. You're going to make mistakes. Uh, It's uncomfortable, but you're going to learn from it. And it really, it really pays off. I'm telling you. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another great episode of Out of the Hourglass. Let it be known, BizDev is back. We can all feel this shift. The last couple of years of endless leads and months of work on the calendar is slowly starting to dissipate. And while the sales guys may say the fishing was good, it doesn't last forever. It's time to get into the mindset of developing relationships again and brush up on your skills or risk getting left behind. Nolan Consulting Group's The Sales Guys, Andrew Amrine and Jim Falk, had the pleasure to connect with Mike Horn, sales rep at Paint at Western New York, based in the Buffalo, New York area, for a conversation on Mike's approach to business development and the behaviors and strategies needed for success. BizDev is about the long game, and the approach is much different than your typical sales appointments. This is about creating a plan, identifying who it is you want to connect with, instigating conversations, and developing relationships to foster new revenue opportunities for long-term impact. I thank you to Mike for sharing his experiences and best practices when it comes to the world of BizDev. Out of the Hourglass is a podcast channel dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals, develop high-performing teams, and build sustainable growth. It's time to get out of the hourglass. Before we jump in too far, I'm Andrew. And I'm Jim. And we are The The Sales Guys. Guys. Brought to you by our sponsor, Smoothie Smoothie King. King. Purveyor of fine nutritional beverages. Purveyor. Mike's like, man, I've been hearing this for 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) And they're just as good as they were 10 years ago. (laughs) So... I, uh, it's, it's super exciting when a longtime summit member comes back, who's been out there practicing and can put the system into their own words. It it is a process. So you can see the process in front of you. I'm going to, I'm going to reference this, but there's, there are steps here. There are things we need to collect and everybody's going to make it their own. You got to come up with word tracks that work for you. And, and so I'm glad to introduce Mike Horn, who has done that, um, Specifically, I I asked Mike to join us because of his success and track record at business development. And so this is a theme. Uh, business development's back. Uh, the days of, of shooting fish in a barrel, it was great for two years. It was fun. But I think normal winter is back. Um, and Mike, you uh, agreed to share some of your wisdom with us. Um, that check should clear in a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, but tell us. <laughs> nice. Tell us a joke. It's like a bad uh, joke. Uh, well, um, the check won't be cut until we see how well you do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, so it, give it for the benefit of the audience. Um, give us a background on you. Um, and then uh, you and I, we, we had a, a couple of things we wanted to walk through. Sure. Uh, my name is Mike Horn. I'm from Buffalo, New York. Work for a company called Paint of Western New York, and uh, been doing it about almost nine years now. And uh, it's been a pretty fun ride. I'm from a whole different field before I 
did sales. I was in a behavioral health um, and uh, it was quite a transition, but it was really beneficial to what I do here. Um, but I had a lot to learn over the past nine years. And a lot of it are from both Andrew and Jim there. And um, of course, all of my sales teams and the owners and, and things like that. So, um, so yeah, we're just, uh, we're based, we're very seasonally based here. Uh, we had seven feet of snow two weeks ago, um, which shut everything down in our city for two weeks. Uh, and the we, Bill's, yeah, Bill's mafia made the news. We the, did. Yeah. The, the snow was higher than our quarterback, Josh Allen. So uh, that, that was a big thing on the news here, but uh, yeah, so we're seasonally based and we always have to be prepared for what's coming up in the winter time in the back. Buffalo is so crazy over football. You know how there were Flutie flakes? Mm, that's right. Yes. Now there's Josh Jacks, like, there Apple, really? like Apple Jacks. Wow. Yes, there's Josh Jacks. There is. So cool. yeah, there he's got the KC up there. Oh, we got a little trouble. Trouble on the <laughs> In yeah, fact, a, in fact, had so much snow they had to move the Bills game, right? Did, yeah. Did they move it to Michigan or correct? Uh, Detroit. Detroit. So yeah. We were playing on Thanksgiving, so we were able to just use the same stadium uh, a few days later, basically. But yeah, we were we were unable to to play here. It was buried. Wow. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, um, so you're here, uh, certainly the sales success and implementing the process, but again, specifically business development. You've been doing this uh, for a long time. I think early on, you started joining groups. Um, so if you if you could, can you give us a kind of a flyover of if you go back to the beginning, uh, the things you started doing and, and how that's brought you to today, what you've been doing, even through the pandemic and um, all the other situations. Um, take us back to the beginning. Sure. Yeah. Um... I don't know how many people I'll probably talk specifically about networking groups and how that's important for, for business development. Um, I don't know how many people are involved on this call in networking groups, but from the beginning, we saw it as a, a very important process for us. Um, and it's just that you were talking about process earlier when I got on the call. Um, it takes time. So when you do these groups, when you do these these things outside of, you know, estimating and, and things to, to develop the business, you have to take your chances. You have to put in the time uh, and know that if you put the time in, it will eventually pay off, but it's, it takes years. It doesn't, it's not like an estimate where you go and you try to, you know, always be closing and try to close it on the spot. This is a completely different animal and it really takes patience and, and, um, and things of that nature. So, from the start, you know, how I got involved, I started going to local chamber events. This is probably a great way to start breaking in to, uh, to groups and things of that nature. Um, because a lot of those people at those events are in networking groups. Um, so I would say for, for us, we started out by just going to some local chamber events. I did. Um, usually they're at night. Uh, a lot of, Times are fun activities, uh, but there's a process you should go through when you're at those events. And um, I can speak about that in, in a little bit, but that's kind of how you get your start. Uh, go to local chamber events. Um, if you know of networking groups in your area, start there. Um, and I can talk about a little bit more in a bit about what, what needs to happen as you progress through, through time. So, 
Cool. One question I've got that we have this conversation all the time because it is difficult, but making that switch between deal, closing deals, I got a deal, there's a deal. And now networking, there's no deal. It, it's, it's relationship. So how do you make that switch um, in mindset? What's worked for you? And go, go between the two on yeah. a weekly basis. Yeah, right. Uh, and a daily basis too, Jim, right? So yeah. like, you could have five estimates during the day and then you're, you have to go to an event from six to, to eight uh, networking. So, um, you know, a lot of times it is a switch and it takes practice. Um, I have to be honest with you. Um, do more listening than talking. Uh, that is probably the most important part, uh, which is also important on estimating, obviously. But here, you know, if you're if you're finding yourself trying to promote yourself constantly, it's that's not the way to go about it. Um, you need to build relationships first, hundred um, percent. So start asking questions about other people uh, constantly and spending time listening. Uh, because those are the keys to uh, people wanting to kind of be around you and talk to you a little more. Once they feel safe doing that, then you can start talking about your business and process. But uh, it shouldn't feel forced. Let's put it that way. So um, making the switch daily or weekly, um, just kind of going into it with the mindset that this is this is work. Um, this is something that you have to be patient with um, and just kind of calming yourself before you kind of weather that. Um, I think that's the, that's the best advice I can give for switching from that estimating process to the, the networking uh, business development process. So it's that, it's that second quadrant of the, the Covey quadrants, you know, Time management quadrant. Yeah. Estimating it's important and urgent. The customer is right in front of me. It's important. I'm there's, I can make a deal right now. And so the networking, we move over into quadrant two, which is important, but not urgent. And so I, you know, getting yourself into that mindset that, Hey, the, the pressure's off on a deal. I'm just here to make relationships. This is going to benefit me long-term. It's not going to benefit me right now, but it's going to underpin. It's going to take some time to develop, but it's going to underpin my success uh, in growing my sales and my, my win rate. Uh, by doing this work now. Mm. Yeah. And Mike, I, I love what you spoke to about doing more listening and asking more questions, right? I mean, we spoke about this yesterday at length. I mean, in the sales process, that's about finding pain, right? Learning to ask more questions, getting to know your client on a, on a deeper level. But it's key at networking events. And remember the quote that we talked about yesterday, Dale Carnegie's quote, you you can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can in two years trying to make other people interested in you, right? It's your focus should be learning about that person you're talking to, not being concerned about, hey, here's my card. Is there anything you need? And, and it takes a while to develop those relationships. But when you do, you start to create raving fans over time. Correct. Jimmy, you hit it right in the head. Uh, it, when I first started speaking about this, I say it takes time for me to develop those relationships. It took 20 separate groups at least and five years to really develop uh, personal friendships. I would say at a certain point where people are giving us business based on just our relationship. Uh, so, you know, when you find yourself going to these groups, just be aware um, of the ones that 
kind of don't have decision makers in the room, want you to constantly do an elevator speech, but you're not getting any business from it. Um, those are those are key groups to avoid. Uh, you really want to be in groups that have decision makers. Uh, put yourself, I, again, I can't say enough, put yourself out there at these chamber events. Try to get on the board of the chamber. I did that. Um, and then I've recently left a board of a chamber that I was in in Buffalo, knowing that I already had my relationships that I needed from that group. Um, it was a little bit of a time suck for me. It was doing a lot of extra stuff that I, I couldn't keep doing, but I had the relationships that I needed. Um, and I'm already currently looking at other chambers in the area. Hmm. So, um, Before really, we dig too deep, I'd love to yeah. get into some of the details. You've been doing this a long time, and I, I do think you have a system around it. Mm -hmm. um, but before we go there, so if, if it isn't obvious enough already, so what what's the compelling message or reason for the, the, the people around, like why, why should they be going, why should they be doing this? What would your, what would you say to somebody that says, yeah, this is great, but you know, why am I, why should I spend this time? I, I could be, I could be, I don't know, doing something else. Like, why should I spend this long-term investment time doing it? What, what would you say to that? That's a, that's a great question. And I, I, I had that exact question in my head when I was first starting this stuff is like, why am I doing this? What's, what, what's the reason for this? Um, and when you put the goal out there of really, it comes down to growing the business and, and money. Um, and in order to do that, you have to develop relationships along the way. So um, having the mindset that there is a light at the end of the tunnel is really the, the motivation, you know, um, you know, I can't speak to that enough and it is, it pays off greatly. It really does. But the part of like Andrew, you said, I have a process for this. I do is being aware of what groups are good and what aren't. Um, mm -hmm. And that, that's probably the most important part. So if we dig into that a little bit, it sounds like the first step in the process is don't commit too quick. Like yeah. be, go, yep. meet the people, but you're not, we're there to make friends. It's a different type of process, but if the people you need to meet aren't there, move on. Correct. So can you walk us through your process? So, so for the people here, I, I, another challenge I hear, which I think is legit is, yeah, I, I want to go, but I, like, I don't know what to do. I'm there, I'm meeting people, but what do I do? I don't, how, do I, how do I know I'm doing it right? Mm -hmm. um, so, so walk us through your, your steps, maybe. And uh, as importantly, what you don't do. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Um, really, you need to be able to, you know, I know everyone thinks prospecting is hard. I think networking is even harder than that because a lot of times you have to go up and introduce yourself to people that you don't know. You're in a room full of people you don't know. Um, you have to, you know, talk about things that may not be interesting to you, but look interest, you know, trying to, to stay focused and interested on the other person. So it's a lot of work in, in that regard. So the process is to Initially, you have to go and talk to people, you know, just have a speech ready. You know, my name's Mike. Um, what do you do? You know, things of that nature where you're you're talking. You're not just standing in the back corner eating the buffet or whatever's there. Uh, that's not that's not part of the job, part of the process of the network, <laughs> it, you know, because those things are there and they can be a distraction. But you have to you have to build relationships. You have to talk. Um, so that's the hardest part of it, I think, but that's the process. It's important. Did you, did you go into it? 
um, with any kind of personal development in mind? What do you mean? Like, well, not, not just like I need to make sales, but you know, I want to grow myself as a leader. I want to, I want to get better at relationships. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you can, I was focused on that. I wanted to get better at, you know, basically doing the, the talking to people and in, in this kind of field, you know, I, I didn't know much about business itself. So, you know, I was learn. you know, I went to motivate to learn. Um, but Jim, you said it earlier, it's, it's a peaceful process. There's no pressure to these groups. If you, if you feel pressure, it's not, you're not in the right mindset. This is a, a place you can sort of be yourself, relax. Um, you're not trying to close a sale instantly. Um, you know, it is work and you're out of your comfort zone a little bit, but you can relax doing that, knowing that you don't have to close a sale at the end of the, the, the event or at the end of the year even. So um, something I picked up a while ago, I don't know if it was from, um, fanatical prospecting, great book guy named Jeb Blount, uh, fanatical prospecting, but you know, everybody's there for sales. Um, oh, nice. We got it right there. Yeah. So, um, everybody's there for sales. And so people say, why, you know, where are you, why are you here? Or what are you up to? You know, it's like, well, but if you, if you say something personal, you know, I, I am, I'm, I'm here. I, I want to get better at communication. I want to get better at relationships. Well, that communicates to the other people that you think they're better at it and you're there to learn from them. That makes them feel better. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, like Jimmy, you, if, you know, if you were to say, why are you here? And I said, well, Jimmy, I I'm, I'm here, you know, I'm, I just, I want to get better at building relationships and um, networking and I just heard this was the place to be and now you like you're like oh okay maybe we are and that's that's authentic too so it's it becomes personal and now you're there for a reason other than just to get work right and the people you're talking to are probably that much more willing to talk with you because they're they're not going to get sold on something. Right. You're there for some other higher purpose yeah. or bigger purpose. So be open about that, about your own developmental needs and things you want to get better at, yeah. and go there. Be open about that. Um. So what else? So, so let's say you're in a group. You've you've met some people. It seems like there's some good people here for you to meet. What's what's your process at that point? So start at that point, if you feel safe enough, it's you start asking people to do things outside of that group. And that's a big jump. Uh, but you have to be kind of aware of where your relationship stands, whether it's going golfing, uh, getting lunch, whatever, uh, but something outside of that group, then your relationship starts to grow. Um, and you can talk a little more about your business in a little more of an intimate setting uh, rather than in, in a group uh, at an event. Um so I think, you know, I think that is a, a is a huge thing when you feel comfortable enough to do that. Um, what is, how does it change when you when you you've been to a group a couple of times and now you you have someone you're looking forward to seeing or you you know you're going to see someone um, that starts to change the dynamic a little bit because now you now you know people. Do you cultivate that? Do you do you ever call that person and say, Hey, are you going next week? You know. Oh yeah. You know, things yeah, like that. Absolutely. hundred percent. And at this point, when you're at, you know, the stage that I'm in, they're calling me and saying, if I'm going to this event, you know, if I'm going to be there, these are 
you know, technically prospects of mine that are, that are, have at this point now reaching out to me. So yeah, but you, you, you do have to, to ask if, you know, they're going to an event, um, just seem interested if that, if they're going to be around, you want to, you know, you want them to know that you, you want to be around them basically. Mm. Mike, what are, what are some early on, because all this is a learning process, right? Yeah. And you get better the more you do it. Early on, what, what would you say were uh, one or two of the mistakes that you made? Um, stay, number one, Jim, staying in a group way too long. We were in, I was in a group for two years that literally gave us no business and did not have any decision makers in that group. I was brand new at the process. Um, it was, you know, maybe there was a, an insurance person there, a banker, this and that, but no one that was, you know, maybe they wanted a bedroom painted or something like that, their personal house. Uh, but after two years, I, you know, I just was in this thing where I have to, it, it was a weekly group too. So I was going every <clears throat> week. Um, and it was just a really a waste of my time, two hours in the middle of the day. Uh, and it was, there was no, no one was there to make decisions about painting. So just upfront, having that awareness that, you know, after a few months, know who's in that, in that group and make, making sure that at least some of them are decision makers in the painting process. What kept you in it? Why, why'd you stay? Was it, you had, you had met people you like, and so you enjoyed seeing them or just, I just thought I had, it was part of my job and I wasn't really working on looking at other groups in the area. I didn't want to feel like I was going to fail like at that group. Uh, it was sort of a personal thing to me. Um, but the reality was it, I wasn't failing. The group was failing me. Uh, so um, just knowing enough to upfront, I would give yourself, like I said, just a, a few months to know if that group's going to work for you or not um, mm -hmm. based on who the decision makers are. In there. But for me, I just didn't know enough, honestly, at that point. Yeah, I think that's a really important point because that's the tendency that we we hold on to these things, individual groups, whatever it may be, too long because we keep telling ourselves, oh, if I put in enough time, it's eventually going to produce. Now it's a year in. Oh, I've already put a year in. I don't want to just give up on it. And it just it just keeps going yeah. on and on and on. And it's you do have to make you know, quick decisions sometimes that, you know, I'm just not getting the vibe from this group. Uh, so I'll share uh, one of the mistakes that we made early on. And Mike, you do this way better than I ever did. But we we would go to, we were very involved with the chamber um, locally here for years. And we would go to events and our goal was to collect 10 business cards. And it was like, it was almost like speed dating, but it was speed networking. <laughs> All right, let me just go from person to person. Let me get a card. I do a quick elevator pitch. It was ultimately a complete waste of time, right? Because I was trying to get other people interested in me. And I was trying to get something yeah. out of the group. So one of my biggest takeaways years later is when you get involved in any of these groups, whether it's a chamber, a, a BNI, another networking group, uh, maybe a service group like uh, Rotary or Kiwanis. I think it's important that, and I'd love to hear you speak to this, Mike, to have the mindset of, I'm going to add value first. And, and I think about, we're, we're part of a, a local uh, contractor referral group that we actually started many, many years ago. And 
we had the mindset, I had the mindset, like we are going to be the top producer. And the more value I add to this group, the more leads I get for the other members, mm-hmm. the more they're going to want to reciprocate. And I've gotten hundreds of thousands of business out of this group over the years. So I skip, skipping ahead a little bit. I, 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 th- I mean, this is, I think, one of the one of the couple overlooked things. Start your own networking group. Mm-hmm. I mean, go go to now. I'm a huge fan of BNI. I, I much of what I know about business development prospecting, I learned from going. I think it wears out after about 18 months. You, mm-hmm. You've kind of done it. Is, like Mike said, it, you, I mean, it's kind of high pressure and you're, you're, you're giving leads. And, mm-hmm. But man, they teach you how to do it. But once you, once you kind of get a feel for it, start your own group. Go find three other contractors that need a business coach and we'd love to talk to them. <laughs> the, uh, but go make your own group. That's a great idea. Um, yeah. So with the value part, my I think I think you've embraced that philosophy. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but when you you talk about like, you know my goal is to get on the board or or to me that's when you're doing that you're adding value to that group mm-hmm. and the and the the other members see that value and that's how you grow these great relationships. Right. Right. Yeah. What's they, the, um, yeah. When you have that. That, that value, that goal, um, you know, that was already a group that I've noticed that there were big decision makers and, you know, have the, um, you know, biz- huge business owners, facilities managers, you know, things of that nature are in another group of mine. But for the chamber, uh, there were a couple of huge, huge property owners in Buffalo that I'm like, this is it. This is, this is, I'm going to put my time into this. And that's the one that took, you know, eight, nine years to get to this point. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, that's where the value comes in is once you've identified that there are people in the group that can give you business and you're not there to just practice being in a networking group, that that's where the value comes in for sure. Yeah. What, what were the steps you took to earn their trust getting into to their business? Before deals even started to come about, I mean, what what were the things you did to kind of earn a seat at the table for them? You sh- you show up. Uh, it's a lot of nights, a lot of evenings. Um, you you're, you have a long day of estimating, and then, like I said, then you're going to be somewhere from six to eight. You know, those are twelve hour days um, easily. And then you know you you put the time in, so your your face is there around, and people see you, and then you. You, like I said earlier, once you start developing a little bit of relationship in those events, in those meetings, then you start asking people to go somewhere separate from that meeting. So that's sort of the, the progression there for me anyways. What has it done for your, so kind of keep walking down that road. So as you're doing those things, well, I'm, I'm curious, I mean, what did it do for your, your own personal confidence in development. So you're not getting any leads. You're not, you're developing relationships, but it isn't going to pay off quickly. Well, it's got to be something. And so I I can, for me, my involvement in other groups has been my own level of confidence and maybe maturity still at maybe a third grade level, but I'm getting there. The, (laughs) your own, your own uh, level of confidence and maturity and growth, um, 
I mean, did it benefit along the way? What did it do for you personally, getting involved, getting on these boards, getting to know like, hey, these are some high powered decision makers and here I am sitting at a table with them. I'm yeah, like, pretty yeah, cool. it's interesting. You, you, do, you do feel a lot of confidence after a, a, a period of time. You know, you're doing something that you're doing on your own and you're building your company and people are asking you to sit at a big table. Um, it really is a confidence booster, you know, but it doesn't happen overnight. Um, you get like, like you said, you got to practice it just by going. Um, but it, it's very satisfying once you start building those relationships, even just a few at a time. It's um, you really feel like you're accomplishing something. You know, people are you know, when people start asking about you personally, it's just even makes it even better, honestly. So um yeah. So why don't we wrap up with this, the time that we have here. Um, can you share, do, do you do any kind of tracking? Do you, do, do you keep track of the relationships? You know, everybody does this a little differently. Some people are more detailed than others, but, you know, do you have, do you identify targets? You, you have a person that you want to meet or yet there's a company that you want to meet a person at. And how do you go about tracking it and, you know, reviewing, do you review it weekly or monthly or how, you know, how do you go about keeping tabs on what you're doing? So for me, um, initially that was very important because, you know, going through the trainings that we all went through, we looked at who our relationships were through prospecting of different levels. And so I was constantly tracking targets who I wanted to meet, who I have met relationships that I've built over time and, you know, what, what we could possibly get out of that. Um, now I'm not tracking as much because I have those relationships in place and I've identified the groups that are making us money. Um, so the tracking was extremely, extremely important in the beginning because that was kind of the process of how I gauged what was who and what was important and what we can expect to, to get out of it over time. Um, mm -hmm. And based on that, I've, you know, with the chambers, and I don't know if you guys have a, before I wrap up, a, a group called BOMA in any of your cities, it's called Building Owners and Managers Association. Mm -hmm. if you can get involved with that group. It's all business owners and facilities managers, mm -hmm. um, as well as the chambers, uh, if you can get on the boards there. Because when I first started, you know, people were asking us to paint bedrooms and things of that nature. At the point that I'm at and the relationships I've built, the jobs that they're giving us are one to $200,000 a pop and mm. they're not even getting other bidders. So these are people that extremely trust our company and, and myself as a part of their the relationships, but nice. these are mm. all from those groups. Mm. I'm, I'm glad we could, uh, I'm glad we could teach you how to do that. You can, uh, we'll send us a check. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate uh, that's pretty special. So <laughs> that is cool. So Mike, uh, thanks for sharing all your thoughts. I appreciate it. Um, I know the group appreciates it. You know, there's a, there's a variety of experience in this group. Um, but for somebody, somebody that has never networked or mm -hmm. been part of a prospect, you know, employed a formal prospecting <laughs> plan. It's like, you talk about all these great things and your head wants to explode. It's like, oh, I don't even know where to start. So Somebody completely new to this, where, what would your best advice be as to where to start and, and how to go about it? 
look at your local uh, chamber of commerce and find out what events are happening. That is your first step in getting to in, 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 into this process because most likely people in those groups are part of other groups. And that's where you start learning about what groups are important and what aren't. But I think that is the best advice I could give as a resource is to go to a chamber event, go to a couple, find out what it's like to be in that world um, and then learn from it. You're gonna make mistakes. Uh, it's uncomfortable, um, but you're gonna learn from it. And it really, it really pays off, I'm telling you. Awesome. Great advice. So this this may match some things that you do. This for us, this has developed over the years. Um, so some materials that I'm gonna ad lib here and make available to everybody here. Yep. Um so pushing people through a process. Um, I'm not gonna get into this too much, but I'm gonna send it out for everybody to read. So, what does it look like to have a funnel of relationships that at the bottom of the funnel? deals start to happen, but I, I work people through a process and it's either, it, it's either up or out for people that I'm working through. So different things that you're trying to organize. And on the second page, there's a descriptor. What does it mean to be a respected advisor? How do I know that I'm, I'm at that level with someone or what would, what would I do or not do if, if I have a new acquaintance, you know, I'm, I'm not going to ask someone to go to lunch five minutes after I first meet them. Right. I mean, that they're, they're I, I know it seems obvious, but you know when you're when you're there in the moment, it it's it it can be hard to slow down. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> yeah, um, I, I I'm not surprised you don't. The respected advisor is confusing because you've never reached that pinnacle. But <laughs> I'm only kidding. Nice, nice. You got a couple of those built up. I'm <laughs> waiting. I've been waiting, waiting for that one, man. I've been waiting to get in the game here. I. But I, the other thing I was going to add to this conversation is um, let's not overlook the low-hanging fruit as well. And obviously what Mike's done with outside organizations and networking is nothing short of, of spectacular. Thanks. But, you know, you have, I look internally um, within your own company, you have raving fans and that's what, that's what, that's your customer base. That's what I refer to as the low-hanging fruit. And, and I want to share an example, a story. Now, I wish I could take credit for this because it's such a cool story, uh, but I can't. It was actually one of our sales reps. I had a conversation with him about a week ago. And as the leads are slowing down, you know, he, he lives and dies by his cookbook. He realized in November that he was short of his leads and he needed to make something happen. He wasn't going to be a victim and, and blame the economy or blame the weather or whatever it might be and just say, I'm going to miss my goal because that's the way it is. He was accountable. I was like, what can I do to positively affect my sales numbers, my time, my, my own psyche and mindset? And so what he started to do is he went through a list of all the exterior customers that we service this year. And he went, started going through the report cards and looking at all the great comments that we got. And he started calling them all and letting them know that now's a great time for some interior work. Well, one of the early calls he made was to a, a customer we finished back in, I don't know, August, I guess. And that customer said, well, you know, right now we're not really thinking about any interior painting. Mm -hmm. However, uh, my parents have been thinking about it. And so he teed up an introduction with his parents he ends up going, meeting with the parents, selling a $9,000 interior, 
after that, about a week later, the parents called him again and said, you know what, we, we hate to bring you back out, but we also, I think we think we want to get the exterior done. Wow. Which led to a $34,000 sale. So one phone call to our own raving fans internally, our customers, led to over $40,000 in a sale. Wow. So like there, there's a, a lot of different things that we can explore. And there, there's some really easy things that we could do within our own companies to get started on this. On that note, the homework I'd like to give everybody here, and uh, again, I'll, I'm gonna send out these materials, is I want you to start building uh, your relationship grid. Who, who and what are the relationships you have? Who are your raving fans? Who are your professional fears? So using the definitions before, I will say, you know, Mike, I'm curious if you feel the same way. It, it's okay if you don't. Um, you can be wrong. The uh, I think you can only have so many raving fans at a time. I mean, I you know, it'd be great to say, yeah, I've got a hundred raving fans, but a lot of them I haven't talked to in a long time, so they're not really raving fans anymore. Mm -hmm. Who are like That's eight? Good point. I mean, I don't know, eight, maybe ten people, somewhere in that range of like people I talk to all the time that are are bond and rapport. I, I give to them, they give to me. Um, is that your experience, Mike? Yeah, you can't you can't have too many because think about the time. You know, these are people that you you want to see, they want to see you. Um, you you can't you can't have like eight to ten, yeah, max is a good, that's a good number. Um, people, new acquaintances, people you've just met. And then what I would ask you to do as a team, and I don't, Miriam, I don't know if this was a long time ago that you and your team sat down and really picked out some key targets. This was a long time ago, but you guys, Mike's Quality Painting did a great job of picking businesses or, or people they knew, but usually a target is a business and we, we don't know anyone there. And so we want to meet someone there. And it takes work to figure out who to meet. So decide as a team, and every week as part of your sales meeting, start talking about your relationship grid. Who's moving up? Who's moving out? Sometimes the relationship I pick doesn't work out. I got to move on. Yeah. Nice person. If I see at a bar, I'll buy you a beer. But work-wise, I'm moving on. Um, so I would, I would give everybody here the homework of reading uh, our our brief white paper, uh, so to speak, on working people through a relationship system, and then documenting uh, where your relationships are at. Pick one person at each level that you're going to move up. I'm going to turn a new acquaintance into a professional peer. How am I going to go about doing that? What? How can I make that happen hmm. instead of just waiting to let it happen mm -hmm. any anything we missed that you wanted to throw out there no um you hit it right in the head at the end there's just a handful of people that uh that are in that that top relationship tier that you can really um focus on you can't have more than that so i'm glad you you relayed that but no just stay just stay focused and part of the and, and realize it's it just takes time that's that's all you got to do yeah Actually, Mike, I had one one other question for you because um, for a lot of a lot of salespeople, um, you mentioned early on 
as you embarked upon this journey, you were doing a lot of tracking. Um, and those details, the tracking, oh gosh, a database, sometimes high eyes, it hurts our head, um, me included. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what in particular were you tracking and what, what medium were you using to track? Was it a specific database? Was it Excel? Well, most things that take work do hurt your head. Well, that's true. <laughs> no, for me, it was this exact thing you have up here, the business development relationship grid. That was, okay. that was a huge okay. So you found that to be pretty simple and yeah. easy yeah. to manage. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, being a high eye as well, I it's I hate number crunching, but um this this was perfect. Um and it was very resourceful for me for many years. Um and now my focus is once those if those raving fans decide to retire or whatever, um obviously you go back into this grid and look at other relationships I develop. But um, at this point, you know, I'm, my highest focus is on those, those raving fans. Cool. cool. Awesome. Thanks, yeah. Mike. Appreciate it. If you would like access to the relationship process documents referenced in this episode, please reach out to info at nolancg.com. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business coaching and consulting firm with coaches located throughout the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.